Welcome to Money Your Way. My name is Jess and I'll be your host. This podcast is all about empowering women just like you to feel confident when making choices in the world of personal finance. It can feel super confusing and overwhelming when there's unfamiliar lingo and tons of options. So I'll do my best to keep this fun and simple as we learn together. What do you say? Let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Money Your Way podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here. And I have Daniela from the I like to dabble.com blog as the guest for today. Daniela, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Of course. So I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the listeners, tell a little bit about how you got started with I like to dabble and any other fun facts about yourself. Yeah. So hi, everybody. My name is Daniela Flores. I go by they, them pronouns. And I started, I like to dabble back in 2017 and kind of like in the midst of back-to-back layoffs. I was kind of going through my own like work trauma at the time. Um, and I was just experimenting online. I really liked to, I mean, I can go into that whole story later, but I started back in 2017 um, in, the, in the years that I went like through all those kind of experimentation to what I like to dabble is today. Uh, I tried a lot of different things really didn't know what I was doing in the beginning. And over those years, I was able to build a community of uh, mostly creatives, neurodivergence, um, LGBTQ folks, and helping them manage their money, find side hustle ideas that work for them. And I've actually been featured in like crazy huge publications like Time, MSNBC, um, CNBC, and it's been crazy. Um, But I still, you know, I still work a full-time job. I do not knock the nine to five. That is so amazing. And congratulations on being featured on those areas. That is a huge accomplishment. So one of the things that we're going to want to focus on today is the concept of side hustles and different options that people have. If someone's looking to start a side hustle, where would you start that journey for them? What would you walk them through? Well, they could actually start on my website. There is a free side hustle quiz. And what that does is it goes through a series of like five or six questions. It takes like two minutes, but it basically asks you certain questions in regards to the interests that you have, skills that you have, your lifestyle, and kind of like what you want to do. And then it kind of categorizes out from there into four different types of side hustles, which is kind of the four different types I start with everybody, just kind of letting them know what opportunities are out there. And that's kind of gig work. So you have your gig apps out there. You can look like look to doing something. If you don't want to start something online or start a whole business, you can get started pretty easily on some of these apps. Like Rover is something that I use personally as a pet sitter, a dog walker. You can even do house sitting on them. And now they have even dog grooming available. It's pretty cool. Um, There's other uh, gig apps like Instacart. You know, you can resell a lot, um, a lot of different apps like Poshmark, eBay, uh, Declutter. Um, There are a couple other apps you know, ride sharing apps, if you're, if that's something that you're, you're into, but definitely, you know, you kind of have to keep the consider costs in regards to some of those apps, because you will be using things like your car and and you have to maintain that car and pay for that car and all that stuff. So, you know, like gig apps are great if they work for you and other, some other, those, sorry, some of the subjects are uh, project-based work or, you know, starting a small business. So that's like, you know, if you wanted to start a podcast like this or a YouTube channel, maybe a blog or some kind of like online project where you're kind of building a community. There's also passive and semi-passive income ideas. So I say passive and semi-passive because not everything that you see out there as, you know, called passive income is really passive income. Some of it's semi-passive where that means you put up work or time up front to build something to be kind of 
either semi-passive or passive down the stream. So semi-passive means that you're kind of doing little spurts of work here and there, but you're getting paid while you're not really on the computer doing that or in person doing any of that stuff. And then passive income is you really don't, you're not putting any work into it anymore, but you're still getting paid. So that's going to be, you know, like investing. That's like the number one passive income idea. And then you have your freelance. So I'm a freelancer as well. I freelance write and I also do freelance Pinterest consulting, but there's tons of different ways you could freelance. So in any skill that you have that you use like at your full-time day job, you could probably freelance out that skill for a side hustle idea. That's awesome. So to recap the four different category, like just by titles, what would they be? So it would be gig, gig work or part-time work. And that's like active work that you're doing somewhere else. You're not really like on your computer working from anywhere. You have to actually be somewhere and you're doing work. Um, and then you have your project, small business work. So that's like kind of similar to what you're doing right now with your podcast. Then you have your freelance work. So that's like you're working on a freelance basis as an independent contractor and you have to pay your own taxes, just like, you know, it's a business. And then finally, the passive income and semi-passive income ideas. So that's like selling digital products online. That's a semi-passive income idea. Or, you know, you're kind of, you're getting started investing and you're really kind of going hard with investing. Or maybe if you're into real estate and if that's something you really want to do, then definitely go for that. But that's not something I would recommend to every beginner because that's very complicated. I love that you introduced the concept of semi-passive. I think your Instagram was actually the first place I saw that defined or introduced as a concept on the side hustle um, category and specifically thinking about content that people create for resell, like digital content on, I think Etsy is a really popular um, like network for that. And through all of the finance accounts that I started following, I started to see different people's like budget worksheets and trackers. So that to me falls into that category. Are there any other things that maybe people see often that may trigger that semi-passive category since it to me was a new concept. So to have like ideas does help solidify it. Right. So there's tons of different like semi-passive ideas that you could start with. So like starting something like a blog or somewhere where you have content in like this area, whether it's a platform or like an, like an online platform to like Spotify, if you're doing a podcast, but um, the best example I like to get for this is blogging. So when you build up an audience and you're getting kind of steady traffic, you can put ads on your blog. And there's actually some networks that you can set up as a complete beginner and put ads on your blog. Um, so then you can start making income every day from the people that come to your blog and they either get impressions from your ads or they click on the ads and then you get paid. So you get paid actually when the person just comes to your blog and they've seen an ad and you get paid. But, you know, starting out, it's a lot lower. So the, the lowest amount I've ever made blogging with ads was $80 in one month. And that was starting out as on Google AdSense a long, long time ago. Um, and the most I've ever made in one month from ads is $8,000. Oh and that's goodness. from a blog. I know wow. it's kind of crazy, but That's that was amazing. But ads, the way that ad income works fluctuates because it depends on the content on the page and then kind of seasonality of what advertisers are paying for those ads. So that time when I made $8,000 a month, one month was actually during the election cycle, the highest paying ad like area of history, basically. So that was kind of when I figured that out, I was like, oh, that kind of, it's kind of weird, but I still made money. Um, and then another way is like, if you put ads on your YouTube videos, if you have ads on your podcast, um, so that's a way that you can kind of build up semi-passive and I call it semi-passive because I'm still doing work on my blog every day. You know, right. I don't have to, I don't like wash my hands of it and go sleep and make money like I do in the stock market. So even though I am, you know, technically making money in my sleep, when people hear that, they kind of, you know, they get a different impression. I don't want to give off that impression. 
because you had to work for the beginning. I had to work. And it's, or it's con- a lot of continual. work. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because in the beginning of these online projects, you're putting in a lot of work. A lot. There's like, you know, when I first started blogging, I was putting 40 hours a week, you know, at night, most of the time, like trying to work on my blog, build it out, create content. And it got, you know, in some of those beginning weeks, it was a lot of work where like all of my life is going towards the blog. So but me- now it's not so much like that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. What do you see are some of the most common results to those quiz from people who who take them for free on your on your blog? So that's a good question. So the most popular answers to that quiz where people are getting is uh, semi-passive slash passive income, which is called passive income queen on the quiz. And then the other one is freelance. So because a lot of people are looking to pivot out of their jobs, you know, either for whatever reason, whether it's a toxic job situation, hate the people you work with, you hate the company or whatever you know, a lot, it's more common for people to pivot into freelance work before, you know, they kind of go into diving into some of the other avenues of making extra money. Absolutely. I want to ask you a question about your own journey and how, like when it started with you starting the blog was, was there like ever a side thought of you thinking this blog will actually help me make money or what, what prompted you to say, I'm going to create a blog and start sharing some of these tips with other people. Yeah. So my side hustle journey actually starts in high school, but so like, I've been Ooh, I kind of want to start there. I kind of want to hear because you had to learn everything somewhere and I'm sure you probably haven't touched every, you know, every type of side hustle, but you've had a lot of experience to gather and teach some of this. So if you don't mind, can we, can we take it back to high school and hear yeah. about that? Yeah, we can take it back to high school. So back in my little teen years being kind of, you know, all over the place. Um, so I've, disclaimer, I have ADD. I was recently um, diagnosed bipolar. I have PTSD, but in high school, I was a special kind of person where I was like, I felt like a, like a wrecking ball, I guess. Cause I had like untreated bipolar. Um, I was very ADD. So I was just kind of really bad with my money. So, cause all that does affect how you are with your money. So when I was in high school, I worked probably, I think it was two different jobs at the same time. Yeah, I was working at the movie theater and my mom's surgery center at the time but I would kind of spend all of my money on bills or I would go shopping and I would have literally nothing left. So I would have, I would have this horrible um, habit of selling stuff for the money to make it up. So it was like toxic side hustling in the beginning. And that's actually how I got introduced to like thrift store flipping. So I would buy stuff in thrift stores and then resell it online at the time it was Craigslist and eBay. You know, now it definitely is better to do that on Facebook marketplace because the sales happen really quick there. But that's how I was like first introduced to, a way to make extra money. Um, and then I was also reselling like my old clothes and stuff just because I was kind of obsessed with it. And then from there, I never actually didn't have like a legit side hustle. When I say legit, I mean reported taxes on it. So the first time I reported taxes on a side hustle was when I was, I did freelance web development after my first job out of college. So to give some background, the first job out of my college out of college was an unpaid internship at a startup in St. Louis where I was living at the time. And I worked probably 80 hours weeks, 80 hour weeks there. The bosses were pretty horrible and kind of exploitative to people. And they knew that I like actually painted, I painted on the side as like a hobby, and they actually bought a painting from me and they put it up in the office. And then they had the nerve to tell me one day, would you rather code or would you rather paint? If you want to paint, you can leave. So I actually just kind of stopped wow. going to that job. Actually, I, it's funny because when I first told this story in the beginning of my blogging journey or like beginning my side hustle journey, like in the, you know, people were inviting me onto podcasts, I would say that I was uh, laid off 
because I was kind of embarrassed to the fact that I just didn't want to go anymore. So I just stopped going. Well, you said it was unpaid too, right? It was unpaid. They did start paying me two weeks into it, but it was only $30,000 a year after taxes and 401k and my health insurance. It was barely $1,000 a month. So I stopped going. (laughs) And so that's like where my kind of tech career started, my web development background, and that kind of goes into blogging. So from there, I started as a freelance web developer right after that because I needed a way to make money. Um, I was serving on the side too because I worked in the restaurant industry for a long time out of college, you know, just because I made more money. So, (laughs) So I started freelance web developing for a client that I actually worked with at that former um, employer, which a good thing that I didn't actually sign like an NDA or anything like that. So I could actually work with that person, but, um, they were kind of the one who introduced me to freelance because they asked me like, how much do you want to make per hour? And I was like, I don't know how to answer that question. I've only had one job out of college. Like, I don't even know how to negotiate. I, I was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, you know, tell, tell me a number, any number. And he out of nowhere is like a hundred dollars an hour. I'm like, sure. But it was like 10 hours a week. Just um, what I was doing at the time was developing WordPress themes and then working on existing WordPress themes for their clients. And I could work from anywhere from my laptop and it was great. So I did that for about a couple of months until I could find a new job. I still kept doing that throughout my tech career. So that was like the first freelance, um, kind of, I guess, experience that I had and I really loved it, but I, you know, I stayed in the corporate game for a long time. Well, because of health benefits and the pay, But um, yeah, so from there, like I still have been doing different side hustles. Like I would fix and resell PlayStations. Um, I did freelance work for other people on their websites. Uh, My my wife actually resells guitars on eBay. So I would help her do that. Um, And then I played around with Etsy. I did some Etsy drop shipping. Didn't really work out that well. And then, you know, eventually I kind of fell my way into blogging which when I say fell is because I have, you know, I had these skills though, prior to blogging, like I had the web development skills. Um, I didn't have the content skills, didn't have the marketing skills though. I just had like the, the love for design and the love for like, just being like reading anything online. Like I loved blogs. I used Pinterest all the time to read other blogs. Um, and then one day I had, I was kind of in the middle of back-to-back layoffs. So I gotten laid off from my job of like four years in retail IT and I had started working for a new employer, which was a contractor for the VA, the Veteran Affairs Office. And I was working remote for them at the time. And that's when I was also, I was buying domains on GoDaddy because I wanted to resell them, which didn't really work out that well either. But I, one of the domains I bought at the time was ilikedadabble.com because I was re- typing in things that interested me. I saw it. It was really cheap. So I grabbed it. And no I was way. just, kind of, yeah, so I was sort <laughs> of playing around with it. It was like, I wanted it to make it like a DIY craft hobby blog. I wasn't going to try to make money with it or any of that. I just wanted to like kind of write about the stuff I was creating at home in my own creative projects. And I found how horrible it was to write about every step of something you create, like a craft, like a DIY thing, like, oh, you know, like we made a desk to go through every little thing of that is it just goes like too um, tedious for me. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. So I just started writing about at the same time I was trying to get my finances together and my wife and I were both trying to get our finances together. So we're just kind of writing about the journey at that time, talking about the different side hustles we were doing. And then I kind of fell into side hustling, like the side hustling, I guess, content on the blog is what I want to say. So I really honed in on the side hustle content. And that's because at the time there was like no other side hustle websites out there besides side hustle nation. If you're familiar with that site. 
So I'm really not familiar with any. You're the only exposure oh. I've, I've had. Yeah. Which is why <laughs> oh, okay, well, I, I love good. following you. <laughs> so like the other sites that were out there were all, you know, run by white cisgender men and they didn't really talk about the stuff that I was looking for. So I, uh, that's how I kind of honed in on it. So it's weird that my story isn't like, like all those other stories where it's like, you woke up one day, you knew exactly what you're going to do. So you just did it. You know, so you hear like some of those success stories of how people are, mine was very, uh, yeah, like, you know, success is not linear and that's how my story is. It's kind of all over the place. That is really interesting. And it made me think when you were talking about the, um, like the steps that it takes to DIY something, there was a little point in, in my history where I thought I wanted to start a like food blog, talk, sharing different recipes. I don't even think I ever, I don't never launched it, but I was like starting the process. Holy cow. That was so much work. And these recipes are only like 30 minutes of work. So I can't imagine a project that has, you know, hours and possibly days worth of steps, <laughs> what all yeah. goes into that. But I love the the story of, of the blog and honestly too, what it's become. So tell, tell us a little bit more too of what people can expect to find on your blog, like why, if they go there, what they're going to see, um, in addition to the free quiz that we already mentioned. And I would love for you too, to share about the, the course that you have. Yeah. So when you go to eyelashdevil.com, there's a ton, tons of different categories. You'll see there's a specific side hustle page. And then you go to that page, there's tons of different subcategories. So like online side hustles, starting your own side hustle. Like, so that's like, if you wanted to start something of your own, um, blogging is on their gig economy stuff. Um, it also goes into a little bit of like intersectional money topics. So since I am a queer non-binary person, I talk a lot about like LGBTQ money issues and the wealth gap there. So you'll see some content about that as well as like different money management, um, techniques, how to travel cheaper for free, you know, get paid to travel because I'm, I'm a remote worker. So I'm very much like love to talk about different ways that you actually make money from wherever you are. Cause you don't have to be in an office if you don't want to be. Um, so yeah, it's very like, it's very much like that. Like for the free spirits that just want to get their money together and find a side hustle. That's really exciting for, for my listeners. I'm, I hope they go check it out. I wanted to ask you as well. So the concept of side hustling might be kind of intimidating for someone if they say they have a full-time job and they're like, what about, the time. Is that something that you feel comes up as a question from people? And how would you address that saying that's maybe some flexibility that they have within what side hustle they choose? Just because I know that, I mean, we all say we're busy. Everyone's busy looks different and busy is like a badge of honor these days. Right. Um, so if you don't have, so like if time is a concern, so let's say that you work a nine to five job and you actually have to commute there every day. So that's, you know, you're taking time off from the morning and the evening. You probably don't have time to work on it until maybe your weekends. Um, so in that scenario, I would definitely say, look to side hustles that you can do from wherever you are from your laptop, um, maybe some freelance options and then start, or if you want to build something like a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel or something where it's like you, you want like an online platform community that you have something you want to talk about and share with that community then you should start out like just a couple of hours a week. Don't do too much in the beginning because you're going to burn out. I burnt out so much. Like when I said how long I spent um, on my blog when I started, I burned out probably, I don't know, too many times in the beginning. 
That's why it took me longer to get to where I was. But I also was struggling with like a lot of anxiety. I would basically work to kind of distract myself. So don't do that. (laughs) Just definitely like see, look at your schedule, see the hours that you truly are available, like truly are available. You don't, you're not spending that time with your family or your friends. Don't give up that time. Look to the time that you truly are available and just start scheduling out a couple of hours, maybe on your Google calendar. And that's just the hours that you're going to sit down and like kind of start working out what it is you want to do. I love that. And I have another question for you. Um, Sometimes it may be a thing that people want to start because of trying to pay off more debt. Do you have any success stories from being in the side hustling um, network and world that you can share that are just inspiring for people to hear on how that's, that's made a difference in someone's personal finances? Yeah. So I actually, you know, side hustles were the reason I was able to pay off my own debt. Um, so my wife and I together paid off $40,000 of debt with side hustles. At the same time, though, I have to give some credit to a nine to five job because I job hopped like crazy at that time to raise my salary. So it was both the combination of job hopping and the side hustles that really helped us pay off our, pay off our debt. I mean, there's tons of other people out there in the personal finance world that have paid off like, you know, five figures, six figures of debt. So, I mean, you could just go on Instagram and the debt-free community hashtag, and there's tons of success stories you can look through. Uh, debt-free going to be is a great person to follow for that. And um, finance is another one. They have great debt payoff stories. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I'll go find those accounts and then link them. I wanted to ask you, um, a closing question. And then if you have anything else that you feel like we didn't cover and you want to share with the listeners, please go ahead. But I wanted to ask you, what is a permission slip that you would give the listeners here, whether it's to do something that maybe they don't see often or, um, to not do something, just the first thing that comes to mind, I I think kind of answering this question brings some really interesting perspectives. Um, and it doesn't have to be along the topic of today's call. Yeah. So that is to be radically authentic. So if someone comes along and they don't like that, they're probably not a part of your audience or your, you know, potential customer. (laughs) I feel like that. I love that answer because one of the side hustles that maybe people go into is some sort of like course or where they're attracting a certain audience. And that could be a really important reminder in the process. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Daniela, thank you again so much for joining uh, the podcast today. This has been exciting. I, I learned a lot and I actually took your quiz. I was trying to find the answer that I got from when I took it, but I remember seeing some really good suggestions in the category that, um, my quiz came back as. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Money Your Way. If you loved this episode or you learned something new, it would mean the world to me if you just took a few seconds and shared it with a friend. I cannot wait to keep learning and growing in this journey together. 